you a counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Now, if you're a counsellor, then CPD is something that you're going to be doing throughout your professional life. So today we have special guest John Wilson from online events who knows a thing or two about training in CPD. And today he shares some of his vast experience to help us to get the most out of the CPD that we consume. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Right. So hi, John. It's really, really great to have you here. It's lovely to see you again. It feels like I've not seen you for a little while. For the benefit of anybody that's not, that doesn't know you, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Jane. Well, it does feel like a while since we've had some time together. And thank you for the invitation onto your podcast. That's, um, yeah, it's a real privilege to be here with you. Thank you. Um, oh, what can I say about me? Um, I trained as a therapist, finished that in 2005. Um, Strathclyde up in Scotland and quite quickly trained as an online therapist after that and so I've been in private practice since then. I'm also director at Temenos Education um, which is a psychotherapy training which I think is in its 27th year in Sheffield. 27 Um, years. Yeah (laughs) I'm not the founder at Temenos so (laughs) Yes, I would have lost a little bit more here, I think. If that was. <laughs> <laughs> so we've run psychotherapy training and associated trainings for a long, long time, of course. Um, and I love being a tutor on those courses as well. And I'm also co-founder with my sister, Sandra, at Online Events. And we have been providing CPD online for colleagues for more than a decade now. So, yeah, we've had a lot of fun and built... Um, I guess a bit of experience in in providing learning for counsellors and psychotherapists and coaches and the allied professions. Um, yeah, in a way, I think those of us that do this job have kind of certain learning styles. We like to learn in particular kinds of environments. So Sandra and I feel like we've been pioneers in providing those kind of environments in an online environment. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, I've I've I first knew Sandra, and she helped me with something years and years ago. And um, she was so helpful. You've always been so helpful. And the fact that you're not only a counsellor but a trainer and involved in producing this fantastic online CPD help for counsellors is amazing. I mean, the, how how many interviews do you think you've done with counsellors and trainers and authors and things you've done thousands haven't you yeah we have well we've got um well over 800 hours in our library wow um of cpd so it's a huge range of resources yeah. to, for our colleagues to come and plug into yeah. um and that, i think our 
Sandra and I's philosophy has really been around that we want to be a place where everybody who has a, an idea to share can share. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, in the traditional book publishing fields, um, often you've kind of got to rise to the top of your field before you can get, um, get, get your voice out there, I guess. And of course, that's all changed with digital technology and podcasts and um, well, online libraries. So we love working with colleagues who are really well known in the field and um, who have an international kind of fame, if you like. Mm. And also colleagues who are working away somewhere in their private practice um, they wouldn't be known by many colleagues, but they've got something really intriguing and helpful to say about work, or perhaps they're part of the field. And I really love that we've got that range um, mm. in the library. I think the thing about online events is there is literally training on a pr a practically every subject you can think of, whether it's a modality, whether it's a particular idea, a, a niche, literally everything really isn't there everything that you can think of to do with well just basically things that help counsellors yes absolutely with with that many um with those over 800 hours we've just talked to so many colleagues and so many parts of the field and modalities and yeah it's been important for us to be um i think this is a bit of a made-up phrase but modality agnostic wow <laughs> so <laughs> Um, I mean, my training is as a person-centred therapist and the Temenos training is a person-centred philosophy. Um, but I'm just fascinated by everything that kind of contributes to uh, human transformation. Mm. So we're very interested in the much more directive and analytic and behavioural aspects of the work and also... Um, the more humanistic and let it all hang out there aspects of the work and, and all the different presentations that clients um, bring to uh, in private practice. We can see such a range of presentations from our clients. Um, yeah, so it, and of course that is so um, rich for me as a trainer because I've got all these conversations in my head and when I'm in with my students, um, at Temenos, we train without a curriculum. Really? And so we're right at the far end of the person-centred spectrum, which is all very exciting. Um, but it's lovely to have those resources to bring in with the students too. So yeah. it's always a conversation that applies to, to a conversation we're having in the room. Um, yeah. It sounds really interesting. It sounds very different to what I would be used to you know traditionally there is a curriculum you know what you're going to be doing I'd be interested I'll have a chat with you about that later I'd be interested in knowing more about that that sounds very very interesting but I think the thing that I particularly like about online events is that it's so inclusive for everybody I know both you and Sandra are very very passionate about making it something that's available for everybody so much of what you do is free and even to pay to have the library, it's a it's such a good price. And you do workshops as well now, don't you? We do, we do. We've got kind of two arms to online events at the moment. The first one that's been around for a long time is our CPD library. So we've got all those hundreds and hundreds of hours in our library that colleagues can 
jump in at any time of the day or night. Mm. If you can't sleep, you fancy listening to someone interesting, you just get in the library and all those conversations are there. And we also, um, we open up the, when we're recording those conversations, we do them live and colleagues can come and join in for free and we might ask a question um, of the practitioner that we're interviewing. So, so that, that is one arm of online events. There's three recordings that we, three live events and the library that that creates and sustains. And the other arm that we've developed at online events is the workshops. And actually, we about six or seven years ago, Sandra and I were excited to deliver like a more experiential group-based kind of experience online, but the technology just wasn't there for it. And um, Easter 2019, about 18 months ago from the date of this um, interview, we, um, we thought the technology had matured to the point where we could host groups and experiential learning within Zoom. So we, we started that process and we were doing that for about a year um, with much smaller groups, I guess. Um, and we were orientating colleagues to that idea that you could be in a group very much like you'd be in a venue, a hotel or a conference centre or something, have that group-based learning. Um, and of course, over the COVID-19 lockdown, those workshops have become incredibly popular. We've, we've had a huge amount of people experience our workshops. I could share some numbers with you, Jane, but I don't know if, <laughs> if you like to have the numbers. I don't know. Um, I'm happy to have numbers. Well, uh, the March in our, well, we, we started just right at the end of March. So it's really April through July. We hosted 300 workshops. Wow. And wow. with 15,000 different practitioners. So wow. We work with a, a huge, um, a huge chunk of, um, the population of counsellors and therapists so and coaches and other colleagues too have come along. So it really has been an exciting time mm. for us. And, and that, it's been a real um, moment where colleagues have been able to have an experience where you can be in a group. And it's not just about like watching a TV programme or I mean, we've done a lot of that for a long time on the internet, listening to something passively, whereas these are experiences where we've got our sleeves rolled up, we're in the group, we're doing the kind of learning that we're used to as, um, as therapists. I think it's absolutely fantastic and of course the whole world has had to adapt to online communication, online learning. I mean in the Grey Private Practice I do um, experiential, I call them, what do I call them? I can't remember what I call them. I do workshops where like you we're doing learning, we're splitting off into groups, we're doing practically the same thing as if it was an, you know, in-person workshop. And there's such a lot of benefit to that because there's a, you get a clear benefit. You leave having achieved something. You're not just learning in theory about something. You're learning something and you're going to be leaving with an actual, something will have changed, something will have been developed. You'll, you'll, do you know what I mean? The, you'll actually have something tangible that you'll take away. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it sounds great, Jane, to have the learning and also have to some experience and practice around the learning. Um, 
Yeah, and, and of course, you're working online in a workshop, in your programme too, where you might do that in the morning, you've got a client on Zoom in the afternoon, and suddenly you've got an extra resource mm. to bring to that work. So it's, it's very efficient. Thank God for Zoom, eh? What would we have done without it? My goodness. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you have this absolutely phenomenal experience of CPD of all kinds, literally of all kinds, in person, online, on right, online workshops, like everything. So is it okay if I just ask you a few questions about how people might get the most out of their, their online working or their CPD? Because I suppose, I mean, my first question really to you is for, for the benefit of people that are newly qualified, you know, there you are, wet behind the ears, enthusiastic, wanting to learn everything. I mean, there is so many things that we could be learning. What would you recommend would be a good place to start? Because we could get really overwhelmed, couldn't we? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I think I want to be a bit mischievous with this question. Oh, here we go, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> and there's a part of me wants to say, um, don't do CPD. And of course, that's not possible because as part of our um, professional membership, we need to do a number of hours of CPD every year. And that's absolutely right. But I think as I come into the profession and I see this with so many colleagues, um, it can be easy to think the more CPD I'll do, the more clients I'll get. And actually, that's not, there's not a correlation there. I think if, if colleagues are building a practice, and, and I think lots of you know, that your audience are really, really intent on building that private practice. I think there's lots of practical things that you'll be getting colleagues to be doing um, that are almost more important to the CPD to build the private practice. So I, that, that's the bit that I want to catch to be realistic about that learning. There's nothing like executing on your private practice to get clients. Mm. Well, I agree with you, really, because sometimes we need to actually, I can remember when I did my training, um, some of the people that did, you know, I, I got trained so that I was able to work with clients. And some of the people that I did training with went on to do another course that was, I think, three years. And I purposely took time out because I wanted to go and experience actually sitting in a room with somebody and practicing the skills and getting some experience. So I, I deliberately took a bit of time out and that it might not work for everybody, but it, it certainly worked for me because counseling is about sitting in a room with someone or being on zoom, isn't it? it? It's about, it's that experiential, it's the experiential stuff that you can't get from anywhere else. And that, that is really important learning. I believe when you're starting out. So there's that, but also, if you're starting out in private practice, you do have other skills to learn, like how can you attract clients? You know, how can you go about doing that? So maybe that is, you know, a good way to start of just focusing on that because you've got everything you need already, I guess. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm being a bit mischievous in my you response. Are, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and you've got those 30 hours to fill. So I think um, CPD around... Um, building confidence and building skills and running a business can be really, really helpful. Mm. And you do an incredible job in your community, Jane, of supporting colleagues to do that. 
we've got some stuff going on at online events as well around building practice. I think that's really helpful. Um, I mean, one of the best things I did when I got qualified is I managed to get a job working as a telephone counsellor in a, in a bank of counsellors. Um, and most of my CPD in that environment was listening to what other counsellors were saying. So we could all kind of hear each other on the phone. So I learned just as much listening to experienced counsellors responding to anxiety, responding to suicidal ideation, responding to um, the very practical things that clients need. I didn't come from a nursing background or any kind of helping professions background. So all of that stuff was brand new for me. And I think CPD that also brings those practical skills around what, what does your client need right away? And because I think in training, we're building skills around creating a relationship um, holding on to the client, being helpful, especially in longer-term relationships. Um, but if a client comes um, immediately anxious, what can we do with that person to settle them down enough to then engage in the therapy? Um, and, of course, there's lots of risk that we can engage with in private practice that there often isn't the space in, um, in a course to to catch everything. Mm. So I think those are also really good places to start in terms of CPD. I think that's very practical. Um, and then we can bring instant value to our clients early on in the therapeutic relationship. So one of the client first hubs, learning some of the skills about how you can manage those first, first few sessions to be able to um, help, because when somebody, say, like you say, if somebody's feeling anxious, they come and they're so anxious, they need maybe some things to, um, some tools or techniques to help them with that, to be able to be calm enough to be able to engage, I guess. Absolutely. And I think this is a bit counterintuitive for those of us who train in the humanistic and particularly person-centered fields, where there's a lot of emphasis on the client having the resources within themselves. Um, and of course, I mean, I'm at the heart of that philosophy in terms of training without a curriculum, because I'm looking for the resources in the students and matching them with um, external um, resources too. And I think when a human is in crisis, when I'm in crisis, sometimes I need someone to say, John, just go and do that and that'll help you settle a bit. And then we can get the deeper work that we train for in the courses. Oh, I'm sorry, my devices <laughs> are ringing away a little bit. Apologies. But, so I think that can be a bit counterintuitive when we're coming in to the field, but going and getting those um, skills. And I think a really helpful way to do that is if we look for CPD that might help us with our anxiety or CPD that might help us with some of the things that we're managing in our life and help mm. us with some skills and I think this is one of the things that you're doing with your colleagues with your community Jane what we've overcome is it often becomes our niche so I think that's a good um, if we gather more skills for ourselves then and we're going to attract those clients those are um, tips and tools and techniques that we can offer those clients earlier on. And I think 
it took me a while to learn this coming in from the person-centered route, but um, the first session of two with some things like that can really help the, build the client's confidence in the therapeutic relationship. Mm. And then we can move into the more open um, space that clients can find so helpful to transform their lives. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think that you're right as well. I think doing some personal development, I mean, I talk about this quite a lot in the group. I think one of the things, in fact, I talk about it in the foundation course, which is what people do when they first join, is a lot of being working for yourself, a lot of being in private practice is having an open mind, is being curious about yourself. There's so much personal development work because you're going to butt up against lots of self-sabotaging behavior, imposter syndrome, procrastination, all of the same things that we help other people with. So I think it's a really good idea to afford ourselves the time to, to look at that and to examine that ourselves, you know, what's happening with ourself, within ourselves that may hamper the progress of making our private practice successful. And so I think, yeah, that's, that would be a really good place to start to, to look at what to do with the client when they first come to counselling to settle them so that they can feel okay enough to carry on, but also doing that personal development to enable yourself to to manage all your own insecurities and your own fears that come up. Because there are fears, aren't there? This is it's a, it's a big thing going into business for the first time. And yeah, it can really yeah, it can really throw up a lot of self-sabotaging behaviour. I know this because I've done all of them. <laughs> and I still, I still lurch from one to the other sometimes, you know. It's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. You never get over these things. It's like yeah. there's always something new that will trip you up. So the more, I believe, the more that we can be open-minded and accept the fact that we're going to have these things happen and face them rather than feel as though we failed because counsellors do that don't we we're, we give ourselves such a hard time it's like there's almost this feeling that as a counsellor we have to have already sorted everything out for ourselves but that's really not the case at all is it thankfully not at all it's <laughs> <laughs> certainly not the case for me Jane not, not the case for me at all yeah oh well, that's fantastic so so I suppose as time goes on, you're going to think about wanting to maybe, I mean, one of the things that I talk about a lot is about having a niche. I think that, that sometimes it can be, well, not sometimes, well, pretty much for everybody, especially now online, having a niche is something that is more and more important. I think if you're in a small town and there's not a lot of competition, you can maybe not have a niche. I think, you know, you can that, that would be fine. But now that um, there are more, there's more competition, there are more counsellors around, and so many of us now are online, people ha- can choose, you know, pe- that people can choose a counsellor, and so they're going to choose the person that seems to be best suited for them. So I think I always recommend that people have a niche. So how could, pe- what would you say is the best way to choose CPD to help you support your niche? Because, of course, when you first start out, you think to yourself, well, I can't have a niche because I'm not like an expert in a particular area. So that that can kind of trick people up, I think. It's tricky, isn't it? And 
Um, it's tricky finding that thing that we can do best. Like what is our unique contribution to the field and for our clients? Really tricky. I, I think that's where CPD can help if we try a range of things. Um, like maybe we do some CPD that seems automatically aligned to what we do, kind of, you know, it makes sense. But also try some stuff that is uh, that you wouldn't do. Maybe you see a subject that's, that doesn't have any correlation to me or my clients, but you might dip in and see if it, you know, maybe maybe you might get a surprise and that might open up something for you. And I think that's also the advantage of doing CPD online because we're unlikely to pay for a train or a plane and accommodation and a whole giant conference for something that we think wouldn't be relevant. But we might spend an hour listening to an interview with someone we might be curious about, but it's a bit left field for us. Um, and of course, if it's not working for us, 15 minutes into the interview, you can switch to something else. But I think that's one of the real advantages of doing the CPD online and, and looking for things that wouldn't automatically attract us. And I think that's that's where online events comes in because you can certainly when you're first starting you can you can dip your toe into all sorts of different areas rather than having to commit to something financially or with time that might not be the right choice for you. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Sometimes we get surprised and a whole new thing that opens up for us, and other times we're like, no, that's not the right thing, and on to, on to something that would be more supportive for us. Mm. Absolutely. And, and we've wanted to be almost like the beginning of a CPD journey for colleagues. Like there's so many different practitioners that you can engage with at online events. So before you go and buy like a, a whole year's course to deep dive into something, you could get a sense of the practitioner, how they work, how they are, and I think often we're immediately getting a sense of, yes, I want to work with that person. They're the right person for me. Um, or sometimes it might be the right topic area, but not the right trainer. And so I think that's just as helpful so that we direct our limited resources in the right place for us. Absolutely. I mean, it's like with everything. Who The person in charge, the, the person that's training us, if you don't really, if you're not on the same wavelength, everything grates, doesn't it? So getting somebody who you feel comfortable with, somebody that you trust, somebody whose learning style fits yours. So for example, when I did um, TA training over at the Burn in Nottingham, it was Adrienne Lee that was doing our training. She was so good because she used story so much. And I really engaged with that. So she used story to demonstrate various different elements and that stuck with me, whereas somebody, you know, there are so, loads of different ways of learning the same thing, aren't there? But other ways might, might just have not done it. So, yeah, it gives you a chance to really get to know them. Yeah, it's a really good point. I suppose the thing for me is there is something that I see quite a lot is that people almost get addicted to CPD. And I don't know, I do wonder if there's a little bit of an element there of, imposter syndrome kicking in that makes them almost just go from one piece of training to another to another which on the one hand can be a really good thing to be learning but on the other hand going from one thing to another doesn't give you the chance to kind of 
internalize it and I think it can also leave us feeling a little bit confused if we're learning too many different things what what would your what would you say to that I mean at online events we love a CPD addict (laughs) (laughs) and I'm probably a bit of a CPD addict myself like I just love talking with so many different colleagues um I, I completely get what you're saying, Jane, and I think I think that's really true, especially if there's something, there's a need within us that we're trying to meet by listening to lots and lots of different people. Um, uh, I think something, like if we have that experience of imposter syndrome or maybe there, there's something in our confidence that actually would be better met by diving deeper into something or taking that into supervision or into therapy, like I would say definitely address that. That would, like doing a hundred million CPD courses is not going to fill that hole. That I think is those holes are the things that drive us into training as a therapist. I mean, that's, we've all got a story and we're all trying to take care of something in ourselves for that. So um, I think there are different ways to take care of that in us. And I think I would also say, um, I think it's really helpful, and I've found it really helpful as a practitioner to really broaden my knowledge and broaden my sense of other parts of the field. And I think that one of the vulnerabilities of the counselling psychotherapy field all around the world, actually, is that we somehow have got ourselves into these narrow tribes that silo the thinking. And so like all the person-centered people, we all tend to think we're the best and all the behaviorists tend to think, no, no, we're the best. And like, we're all doing that somehow. And I think that's not really serving the best interest of our clients because often the modalities then isolate the part of the organism, like the person-centered people, we're all concerned with the feelings and the cognitive colleagues are concerned with the thoughts and the body but of course when the client comes they don't just bring their brain or bring their emotions they're bringing the whole of their organism and I think engaging with a real range a broad range of CPD can help us to think like that and be available for different experiences within the client so I, I would say yes and like let's not use CPD to to fill that confidence in us there are other ways to do that and I think having a broad range of CPD can really be helpful and I think sorry Jane I'm just talking and talking no no carry on (laughs) I think one of the things that we've seen for a long time at online events and I think there's really lots of colleagues engaged with this over um, lockdown was was like half of the experience in the workshops was the learning, I'm sure. That was also really important. People were coming to learn and broaden their, broaden their knowledge. But it was just as important to be in community. And lots of colleagues have said, like, those workshops have been a real lifeline because there are many colleagues who are maybe living on their own or they're maybe in a Lots of us live in family situations where the rest of the family are not therapists, you know. So there's some disconnect between a a profound part of our life 
that we engage in with our work and then our family life. So to be in groups of colleagues who really get our intention and what we're up to and our passion, like that community aspect of CPD is really, really vital. And just like of those thousands of colleagues who joined us over the lockdown, I think that was just as important as the learning, meeting different people and engaging with different colleagues. And, and lots of people said that they're, they feel more engaged with the counselling and psychotherapy community than they've ever done because they've met so many more people from different parts of the world and different modalities. Um, so I, I think that's, that's something that Sandra and I have had our eye on for the last 11 years. Mm. Uh, but just so many colleagues have, have fed that back to us over the last few months. I mean, that, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's so, and it's so true that as counsellors, I think a lot of the things that we, a lot of what we do, um, unless you're a counsellor, people don't necessarily understand. They think we're just sitting and having a bit of a chat. So all of those nuances, like, for example, I've got a little story about my dad. My dad used to let himself into the house, which would, would dis- if I was with a client, it would disturb us because he'd come in trying to be quiet but that was even more noisy than if he'd just walked in, obviously. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'd say, please don't do that, Dad. And he's going, well, I'm being quiet. And he just couldn't understand that my focus then was not on my client. It was, who was that? What are they doing? Can't, can't they shut up, you know? And it, it, people don't understand the relevance of just little things like that. It's almost like we speak a different language and... I mean, the other thing is, like, my experience, and I know a lot of people had this experience, after doing their initial training, you get such close connections with the people that you trained with. And then when that stops, it really does leave you with with a a massive gap, really. And I think that what you're providing, what you're talking about there, just fills that gap. It helps to be around people with the same passion. And also, you know... We have an idea, we have a thought, and we think it might be right. But when you're talking to other people, of course, you get to hear loads of different experiences, different ways of looking at the same thing, totally broadens your horizons. I, I love having a curiosity about different things. And we can only do that when we're with lots of other people, really, can't we? And yeah, I, I think the lockdown and Zoom and what you're providing, and I guess what I provide, is a place where we can maintain a community that's that's safe. We have a safety around it. It's safe to come and talk about those things. It's safe to to share those things. And I think that's invaluable. It's invaluable what you're doing. Absolutely. I think that's, yeah, it's not... We could easily think it's all about the learning and there's much more going on than that. Mm, absolutely absolutely oh crikey that's fantastic I think we've covered everything there what we were going to talk about <laughs> I think we might have Jane. I think we might have it just feels so lovely to talk about our shared experience like we're both offering CPD I think community is at the heart of what we both are passionate about and um and I think that just makes learning much more possible I think we only really learn and transform in environments where we feel cared about. And then I think you and I are passionate about creating those environments where colleagues are cared for and yeah. the learning can really be transformational. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, what what we do is provide different things. So there's the actual, what you provide, I don't provide training on counselling, obviously, but you provide the training on counselling, you provide training on personal development, you provide training on um, niches, you, you know, you provide training on lots of different elements. And that makes a good rounded, good rounded service that you provide, which is, which is invaluable. Thank you, Jim. Yes, thank you. That's very generous. Not a very generous person. It's all true, though. I mean, like I say, I've known you and Sandra for a long time, and I know, I know where you come from. You know, you're not the sort of company that's driven by I must get more money. I must get more money. You are driven by how can I help people? How can I help everybody? How can I help more people? And it's such a refreshing thing. I think to have somebody, you know, a company that's, it's not just about the bottom line. It it really is about how can we help people and make it more accessible for all people, you know? So you've got so many things that, so many things that are available at no cost whatsoever, which I think is fantastic. So maybe you can tell us what would be the best way for someone to connect with you or to find out about online events. Um. Google us, we're onlineevents.co.uk. Um, just be cautious to only have one E in the middle. You spell our website online events. <laughs> you say online events. For some reason, I thought it would be a kind of cool thing to only have the one E in the middle. And it's confused lots of people. So Google us, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, Instagram, all the socials. And we've also got our website that's got all the events and the library. Yeah, we'd love to engage with you. Come for colleagues to come join our events. Um, come and join us in the workshop, see what it's like. And yeah, and, and have a chat with us on the socials. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, John. Really interesting, isn't it? How how we can take what we need in different ways to suit us at different levels of, our, of what, where we are, what we need. I suppose it's about our own curiosity, again, that word curiosity, and our own self-knowledge of, right, what do I need and what do I need to find out to help my clients? So partly about our own needs, partly about our client needs and how we can, how we can make sure both of those needs are met. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Jean. <laughs> I don't know what's going wrong with my machines this morning. They just want to keep talking to me. I'm really sorry oh, about that. Bless no problem at all. Well, John, thank you so much. And I shall look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you, Jean. Me too. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast. I okay. really appreciate it. Well, wasn't John wonderful? He's such a genuine, warm person. It's always great talking with him. He's got so much knowledge to share. So today we've looked at some of the ways you can use your CPD to to meet both your own needs and the needs of your clients. So we looked at how CPD, it's more than something that's just about accumulating knowledge. It's also about personal growth. So we've explored what you might find useful to concentrate on when you're just starting out and the benefits of trying different things and working with different people. And I've been introduced to the fabulous phrase, modality agnostic. Isn't that amazing? I'm going to see if I can remember that, if I can say it um, and use that as often as I can. 
Now, I do hope that you've enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please be sure to hit subscribe so that you'll get the latest episode episodes delivered directly to your device. And I'm going to share details of how you can find John and online events below. So be, be sure to check that out. And I would love to connect with you. You can find me on Instagram. So that's Grow Your Private Practice, which is all lowercase, no spaces. And on LinkedIn, you'll find me just under Jane Travis. So that's it. I hope you have a fantastic day and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.